Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, and this is Kayla bringing another episode, and today I have with me once again the one, the only, my mom, <laughs> Renee. <laughs> Welcome. Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad that you could come back as well. But before we get into our discussion, which is a very important topic, let's have a word of prayer so that the Lord will be with us. Okay. Would you like to pray? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to be with us now as we talk about a very important subject that many people need to hear and learn about. We ask that you would bless the listeners as they hear this important topic and that they would learn and be able to have the victory over this particular topic. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to lead and guide and direct in our lives and help us to be more like you every day in every way and to be overcomers and victorious in all of our health issues. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today's topic is one I'm sure many people struggle with. It's about snacking. Yes, they do. Let's get right into it. Why is it important not to eat between meals? Well, snacking is not good to begin with because we're counseled never to eat between meals. Right. Snacks are very bad for the organs, which we're going to get into further in this podcast and very harmful for our bodies in general. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. And you know, late snacking is a very pernicious habit. We're told in the Spirit of Prophecy that it is a pernicious habit to eat before bedtime. The regular meals are taken, but because there's a sense of fateness, more food is taken. And by indulgence, this wrong practice becomes a habit and often so firmly fixed that it's thought impossible to sleep without food. As a result of eating late suppers, the digestive process is continued through the sleeping hours. But though the stomach works constantly, its work is not properly accomplished. The sleep is often disturbed with unpleasant dreams and in the morning the person awakes unrefreshed and with little relish for breakfast. When we lie down to rest, the stomach should have its work all done. That is, as well as the other organs of the body may enjoy rest. For persons of sedentary habits, late suppers are particularly harmful. With them, the disturbance created is often the beginning of disease that ends in death. And that's from Child Guidance, page 389, paragraph 5. So not only should we not eat between meals, but we shouldn't eat late at night either. Right. Ayurveda is the most ancient of all health sciences. And it even considers eating before the previous meal has been digested to be one of the major causes of illness. And also, it's one of the major causes of gallstones, which I thought that was really interesting. And some of the more common reasons uh, why people eat between meals is because they have a stressful and hurried lifestyle. So they're not probably sitting down and having a good meal and a healthy meal and taking their time with it. It's just hurry up and snack on something and run and then they're not really full. So they want to eat again in an hour or so. And then the temptation generated by the huge variety of process and 
refined and packaged foods is available everywhere. And the convenience of having fast food meals, which are very low in nutritional value, they're available at almost any time of the day or night everywhere. And then the lack of satisfaction and nourishment from food eaten. Hence, they develop food cravings. And therefore, they have the urge to eat popcorn or junk food while they're uh, watching TV or whatever it is they're doing. And emotional eating to comfort oneself and avoid dealing with fear or insecurity issues is another reason. So those are all things that cause people to want to snack. A stressful lifestyle or depression, those sorts of things. Yeah, that's another reason depression lead people to not only eat between meals but eat unhealthy foods as well because usually when people snack their first choice isn't an apple <laughs> right it's donuts and sugary foods right or fat foods like fried foods chips and right well you know the first corinthians 6 19 and 20 says what know ye not your body is a temple of the holy ghost which is in you which ye have a god and you're not your own for you are bought with a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are gods that's a powerful quote because it tells us that we can't do as we please we're supposed to be pleasing god not ourselves and eating between meals and snacking in the middle of the night also interferes with our body's biological rhythm most of the important hormonal secretions in the body depend on regular cycles of eating sleeping and waking for example the production of bile or gastric secretions and other digestive juices which are necessary for breaking down the food in their basic nutrient components naturally peaks during midday so this suggests that the biggest meal is to be eaten around that time and most people don't most people eat their big meal at night which is really bad and so our digestive organs need rest and time to replace the digestive juices and if they're not then our digestion is not correct so after we eat a meal the stomach needs a period of rest time so that those juices can be replaced and be ready for the next meal it's no different than our body we wouldn't want to work and work and work and work and then when it comes time for us to go to bed, somebody comes and gets us up and says, you know, you have to work another 12 hours right. or five hours or whatever the situation is. You have no time to rest, no time to sleep. You must continually be on your feet doing heavy labor. That's what the stomach goes through when we eat between meals or eat late at night. Right, and then people wake up and they're so tired. <laughs> because their body, stomach, digestive organs have worked all night trying to get rid of all that food. That's not and peaceful REM sleep. REM sleep happens because your body has the opportunity to shut completely down and rest all of the organs. Right, and when you're feeding your body every two to three hours, your body's not encouraged to burn any of the stored fat for energy. When you eat three meals a day, let's say, and you have the five to six hours between the meals, then your body's forced to burn that stored fat. And once the fat's restored as an active fuel supply, you're going to have better energy, more stable moods, and greater mental clarity, and you'll sleep better, and your cravings will be less for that junk food as well. I mean, one of the main reasons people think that they're hungry in between meals is because their body is craving water, which we should do a podcast about how important water is to oh, our body. Oh, yes, yes. I think we'll do that maybe next time, but... 
our body is craving water, not food. Right. People think they're hungry and so they snack, but if they would just drink some water, they would be better off. A you cool know, glass of water will do more for the body than food will. Well, it, we're counseled that it's better to drink a cold glass of water than to eat. We're not supposed to drink our water ice cold, but if you want to eat, we're counseled to drink ice cold water. That will help craving to eat, and that's the lesser of two evils. So it's better to drink that cold water than to eat something. It'll kind of shock the system. There was a study done where one group ate three meals a day with no snacks and measured weight loss and a host of uh, psychological factors. And within just two weeks, their moods, their cravings, their sleep, exhaustion after work, and fatigue were all significantly improved. Amazing what happens when you follow and obey what God says to do. God knows what's best for us. We don't. When we're getting these cravings to eat in between meal, the best thing to do is to pray and go to the Lord and say, Lord, I am craving, I'm hungry, I want to eat, but I know that you've said that it's not good for us, that it breaks down our digestive barrier, that it's not good for the organs. Please help me because the devil is tempting me and I want to do what's right. Right. We cannot do anything without the Lord. And especially if this is something that you're struggling with, you cannot overcome without the Lord's help. We need God in everything. And if we don't eat between meals or before bed, it allows us to maintain normal blood sugar, which gives us a stable mood and overall greater health. Now, if you have, let's say, something healthy between meals, like a apple or, you know, some nuts or something like that, not junk food, you won't burn any stored fat between your meals. But if you don't snack between your meals, your body is forced to burn that stored fat and you get to your meal without a blood sugar crash. And from supper to breakfast is a critical time to burn fat, lose weight, detox, and reboot a stable nervous system to handle all the stress that you're going to have the next day. And so these experts who push six meals a day saying, oh, you know, to eat every three hours is gonna give you better metabolism and control your blood sugar and decrease your hunger and give you weight loss, they don't have any studies to support those claims. And it doesn't surprise me because God says not to do it. Right. In CTBH 50.1, it says, Never should a morsel of food pass the lips between meals. Mm. Nothing between meals, not even an apple, a nut, or any kind of fruit, the result would be seen in good appetite and greatly improved health. R.H. July 29th, 1884. Well, you know, we're also told in ML 82.4, they should learn to eat at regular periods and to allow nothing to pass their lips between these stated meals. And then in CTBH, page 50, paragraph one, it says, many turn from light knowledge and sacrifice principles to taste. They eat when the system needs no food and at irregular intervals because they have no moral stamina to resist inclination. As the result, the abused stomach rebels and suffering follows. Regularity in eating is very important for health of body and serenity of mind. Right, which is from the same quote I was reading from before. And it just goes to show that she's very clear with saying that it's not good to eat between meals. Right. In fact, overweight people are more common among those who 
eat between meals. And it's because they eat extra fat, extra sugar throughout the day. And did you know that the number of cavities a dentist finds can be predicted with fair accuracy by the number of snacks taken each day? I thought that was amazing. You know, it's probably because people don't brush their teeth every time they eat a snack. Oh. You know, they only brush them after the main meals. They don't think about doing it when they're snacking. Right. Well, even just small quantities of food eaten between meals can raise the number of calories consumed by several hundred. And it's very significant because eating just a hundred extra calories a day can add 10 pounds a year to a person's weight. And so those who are trying to fight the battle of the bulge and to lose weight, it's best to leave off all foods between meals for that reason too. And even those who are underweight, it applies to them too because food is more efficiently digested and assimilated with a regular meal schedule. Our bodies want to be on a schedule just as much as we like being on a schedule for the day. We like to know what's going on and when it's happening. Our bodies need that same regular schedule as well. Right. And, you know, another thing is allergies are more common among those who snack between meals. Not only is the variety of possible allergens greatly multiplied, but the likelihood of producing toxic chemicals by inefficient digestion is also increased. Even nibbling on a few peanuts or just a piece of fruit between meals causes stagnation of food in the stomach. X-rays have shown that eating between meals in the stomach, it's not emptying up for 14 hours or more. And this stales the food that was there before. And it also promotes gastritis since the stomach puts out large quantities of acid and pepsin as long as there's food present in the stomach. And these are very powerful digestion fluids that we have in the stomach. And it's producing even more of it to get rid of that extra food. So it's an overproduction which is why you get stomachs that become weakened over time and result in peptic ulcers. Right. To avoid stomach disease, our stomach needs to finish its work by two to four hours after a meal. So that's why we need that rest for an hour or two before getting recharged for the next meal. That's why we're counseled five or more hours should pass between the end of one meal and the beginning of the next and nothing in between except water because our stomach has to digest all that food and take care of it and finish its work and then it needs to rest because its digestion is one of the hardest things our body does. It takes a lot of work for our body to digest that food. And heavy foods empty very slowly from the stomach. And if we eat anything with oil, that is the slowest. It is just digested one teaspoon per hour. Wow, that's something else. So that's why we need to have a very low fat diet because if you're eating something very high fat, with a lot of oil, it's more than likely if you eat more than five or six teaspoons, it's not going to be digested. Well, this Day with God, page 210, says this very thing. There should be no eating between meals, and at least five hours should be allowed to elapse between the meals. The dullness from which people suffer is often caused by overeating and by eating at irregular periods. Dyspepsia brings despondency 
And one suffering from this disease, though he may profess to be a Christian, acts in an unchristlike manner. Wow. So when we eat between meals and when we eat at irregular intervals, it does not help our Christian character. That's amazing, that, isn't it? It is really amazing. That causes snappiness. It causes to become a grouch. You become irritable or any number of those things. That's what is causing those things because your body is being overworked. And so your mood doesn't improve because of that. So in other words, here's what you're doing to your stomach. You're eating a meal, then you wait a few hours, and then you heap another meal on it. So you still have breakfast, and this other meal is on top of that. And then a few hours go by, and you eat lunch. So now you have three meals still in your stomach. And then if you have another snack between lunch and supper, let's say, that's four meals. And then you have supper, so that's five meals, and breakfast is still there from that morning. You have five meals now that is still in your stomach, just like lead. Well, I read once where they had a person who ate their breakfast, then two hours later they snacked, then two hours later lunch, then two hours later they snacked, then they had supper and then a snack before bed. So that was six times they ate during the day because that's what a lot of doctors will recommend to people to have six small meals. So this person ate six times and they took them to have an x-ray of their stomach and all of that food was still in their stomach from breakfast. Nothing had digested because of all that snacking. Those lifestyles and diets that advocate eating between meals, they do not have the knowledge given by God that this is wrong. Right. They are advocating something that is very harmful to the stomach. Yes. You need to do your research and see what the Lord would have you to do because it says nothing between the meals and not even an apple should be the utmost limit of indulgence. So nothing. And those who go further violate nature's laws and will suffer the penalty, which is in CD 182.4. And they sure do suffer. Nothing comes without consequence. That's right. I mean, whether it's good or evil. I mean, you do good things, sometimes good things happen to you. But just because you do good things doesn't necessarily mean good things are going to happen to you either. (laughs) Right. Well, another thing, when you have late evening meals and then you go to bed, as soon as you fall asleep, the digestive juices stop secreting. And without these to digest your food, guess what happens? It starts fermenting. And so digestion must labor with difficulty through the night. Your body will exert enough energy to digest your food during the night to make you feel tired when you wake up. And also, late evening meals contribute to eating too much. Most people could get by very well with one half to two thirds less than they presently consume. In connection with eating too much, they're crowding the meals closer together than the five to six hours of what we should be waiting between meals. And that's five hours from the time you finish eating or six hours from the time you start. You don't want to just eat and then say, okay, I started eating at 12, I can eat at five. No, because you might not have got done eating until 12.30 or quarter to one, you know. And so then from the time you finish is when you start the clock. And that's what you have to do to figure out your time between meals. So eating closer together in those five to six hours disrupts your bile cycle. And that's not good. You want everything to be in the right order and doing what it's supposed to do when it's supposed to do it. Well, those people who have more vigorous jobs 
and do hard labor, you know, probably should have three meals a day because they're burning more of that energy out of them. Whereas if you have a desk job and are just sitting around, you're not using as much energy. Right. Like a construction worker. Even the people who are physically laboring and working hard should not have a big meal at night. It should be light, we're counseled, that the third meal, if taken at all, should be light and it should be fruit and grain. It shouldn't be like nut and protein and vegetables. It should be fruit and grain only at the third meal. Something light, something that's not going to be very heavy on the stomach. Right, like a piece of toast or two and some three types of fruit, no more than three different types at the meal. You don't want to eat six, seven, eight different types of fruit, but three different kinds of fruit, like you could have a banana, an apple, and an orange, and then a piece of toast or two, and that's sufficient. But we should never go to bed with undigested food in our stomach. We've been talking a lot about how we need to be regular for our meals, and this is very important because your body gets on the system so it expects the food so for instance I eat at 10 o'clock every day my body starts preparing for food and my body is getting ready for it and I'm like oh I'm starting to get hungry because it knows this is when you usually eat and do you feel the digestive juices even in your mouth you can kind of feel your mouth start salivating and it's like your body's preparing well as most people may not know this but digestion does not begin when food enters your mouth it actually begins when your mouth starts that salivating process right digestion begins in the mouth not when you swallow the food juices are there and they're ready to start digesting that food so if you don't eat on time then you're messing with the body's digestion in fact we're counseled that to eat five minutes early is better than to be even five minutes late so the moment that food touches your tongue and your taste buds taste it that's when your digestion begins just like that a snap of the finger and breakfast is the most important meal of the day that is the one meal that you never want to skip so many people want to skip breakfast but that is a terrible awful practice skipping breakfast is strongly linked to the development of obesity studies show that overweight and obese children adolescents and adults are less likely to break the fast each morning than their thinner counterparts what do we do now that we have this knowledge well the lord winks at our ignorance in cd 19:3, it says the time of ignorance god winked at but as fast as light shines upon us he requires us to change our health destroying habits and place ourselves in a right relation to physical laws amen so when we know the truth that's when we need to make the change right when we didn't know any better god winked at it but now that we know we have to obey and step out in faith and do what we're told in mh 303.2 it says the same thing regularity in eating is of vital importance there should be a specified time for each meal at this time let everyone eat what the system requires and then take nothing more until the next meal. There are many who eat when the system needs no food at irregular intervals and between meals because they have not sufficient strength of will to resist inclination. When traveling, some are constantly nibbling if anything eatable is within their reach. This is very injurious. If travelers would eat regularly a food that is simple 
and nutritious, they would not feel so great weariness, nor suffer so much from sickness. That is true, too. I remember I wasn't raised Adventist when I was younger, and we'd be traveling. We were always nibbling on something, snacking on this or eating this or eating that, probably to pass the time. And something some, to do with your hands. Yeah, something to do. People eat sometimes just not because they're hungry, but just to pass the time. And I remember doing that as a younger person. So here are some things to keep in mind. Large population studies show that those who eat breakfast daily live longer than those who tend to skip breakfast. Eating regular meals, especially breakfast every day, is an excellent health habit. Breakfast kickstarts your metabolism, it provides fuel for your mind, and cuts down on snacking. Most snack foods are very high in calories, they're high in fat, they're high in sugar, salt, and very low in nutrients. It's probably one reason why breakfast skippers tend to gain more weight. On WebMD, which is a very good website, they have a lot of good information on there, it says some people skip breakfast in an effort to lose weight, but the practice is more likely to cause weight gain than weight loss. Skipping breakfast is strongly linked to the development of obesity. Studies show that overweight and obese children, adolescents and adults, are less likely to break the fast each morning than their thinner counterparts. As I mentioned earlier, that's where that quote came from. So you need to wait five to six hours, five hours from when you finish or six hours from when you start before you eat the next meal. And Ministry of Healing 304 tells us that after we dispose of one meal, the digestive organs need rest. At least five or six hours should intervene between meals. Just like our body needs sleep at night. We're also told in Romans 12, 1 and 2, says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. And if you think about the story in the Bible that comes to mind the most is when the Lord fed Elijah the bread through the ravens. And he did this for three times a day only. He sent the ravens. And if you want to read that story, it's found in 1 Kings chapter 17. It's an amazing story of how the Lord provided. But I found it a very interesting fact that he only sent the birds three times a day. He didn't send it any more than that. He didn't need it any more than that. Right. Well, we're also told that food taken into the stomach at untimely seasons leaves an influence on every fiber of the system. And that's in Healthful Living, page 86, paragraph 3. We're told that the laws of health are to be obeyed, and it's important that the digestive organs shall not be overtaxed. There's many who keep the stomach continually at work. It has not opportunity to recruit its strength, and the result must be digestive disorders. That's in a book called This Day with God, page 210, paragraph 2. We talked before about how temptation comes to those who are wanting to eat between food. And she talks about this. She says that temptation is constantly before them to taste the food which they're handling. She's talking about employees in the food service. And here is an excellent opportunity for them to gain control of their appetites. And food seems to be very abundant. And she's saying how you shouldn't go and indulge in those sorts of things because it's not only wrong for your digestive system and does injure your organs, but it's stealing from the Lord because it's not 
their food either. And she says that it's only a little bit, they say, but then it becomes a little bit more and a little bit more. And then sooner or later, they're doing a lot of it. And many littles make much in the end. But the greatest loss is sustained by the ones who digress, for they are violating the principles of right and learning to look upon transgression in small matters as no transgression at all. They forget the words of Christ. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust also in much. And that's found in pamphlet 066 17.4. Go and read that full paragraph for yourself. It's very solemn, very powerful what she is saying here. And it doesn't just go for employees who work in the food industry. It applies to all of us. Right. Good counsel for everyone. We're also counseled in TDG to stay with God to practice health reform and refuse to be turned aside from the right path. Do not faint away, but make your willpower bring your appetite into subjection to a true purpose. That's page 210, paragraph 6, and paragraph 8 says, guard yourself against giving yourself too much sympathy. Be heroic. Be determined to overcome perverted appetite. And then in Councils on Diet and Food, page 140, it says, some are reformers only in name. They have no rule by which to regulate their diet but indulge in eating fruits and nuts between their meals and thus impose too heavy burdens on the digestive organs. Some eat three meals a day when two would be more conducive to physical and spiritual health. If the laws which God has made to govern the physical system are violated, the penalty must surely follow. And I see it all the time. Every day people come to me for help with health and they have all kinds of health problems. They're eating between meals they're eating the wrong things at mealtime. They don't know what to eat or when to eat or how to eat. And they're eating processed food and junk food and all this garbage. And their bodies are not being fed properly with the good vitamins and nutrients that they should be getting from, from eating vegetables and fruits and things like that. Yeah, it says in Healthful Living, page 86.3, that food taken into the stomach at untimely seasons leaves an influence on every fiber of the system. So it affects your whole body. And I also wanted to comment on the quote that you said in This Day with God about not giving ourselves too much sympathy. You know, we do that a lot. We say, oh, well, I wasn't feeling good. Or, you know, it's just a, a little weakness I need to overcome. Or, you know, whatever the excuse might be, we sympathize with ourselves too yeah. much. We make excuses. We need to be heroic, be determined, and we need to go to God. We need to pray, like I said before, because we cannot do anything without God's help. We'll never be able to overcome appetite without much prayer. No, and remember Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So we have no excuse because we have Christ to strengthen us and help us. And the Holy Spirit is there too, giving us the power to overcome. Stop these health-destroying habits right away. Don't lessen it out. Like, oh, I'll stop one of my snacks right now and then lessen it day by day. No. Stop it right away because you're just injuring yourself. Right. Prolonging it is not the answer. Saying, I, I won't snack 
three days a week and then I won't snack for a week and then I'll snack in two weeks and no, that's not a good idea. We need to stop as soon as we know that something is harmful to our body. We need to stop it right away. And yes, it will be hard. And yes, you will be tempted because you're trying to do what's right now. And the devil knows that. And so he's going to tempt you even stronger than before. And he's going to be like, you know you're hungry. (laughs) Don't you feel the stomach rumbling? Can't you smell the food? Yeah, look at that delicious apple over there. It's so crispy and juicy. juicy. You know you want it. The temptations will come stronger than they're coming now. But be determined. Be heroic. Stay strong. And he that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful in much. And God will help you. This is when you need to pray. When you start feeling that temptation, pray right away and start quoting the scriptures and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will be faithful in that which is least. Fall on your knees and pray until the temptation is gone. For there hath no temptation taken us that which is common to man. But Christ went through the same thing because Satan went to him in the wilderness and said, turn the stone into bread. I mean, you're God after all. You can do it. You're hungry. You haven't eaten for a long time. (laughs) I know when I fast during the week, it can be difficult sometimes. I'll feel my stomach rumbling, but I just drink some water and tell myself this is good for you because it gives your stomach a rest and it's very good to fast and let the digestive system relax and have a break because it does all this hard work. And you know, fasting doesn't have to always be no food. Fasting can be fruit only or it could be something simple like vegetables and rice or vegetables and bread. We can do a whole series on fasting, but just for now, just know that it doesn't mean that you just have to starve yourself. I do fruit fast mostly. And you don't have to do 40 days either. Oh, <laughs> like heavens, Jesus did. Heavens no. <laughs> Jesus did that for us so that we don't have to. In fact, that's not good to do fasting for that long. Don't give it all away. <laughs> but the point this is making is is that we need to be strong and have a good courage and do what is right because no excuses. I mean, it leads to unchristlike manners and it's not what we should be doing. Those are some very strong words. If she's using such strong language for just eating between meals, even if it's only a piece of fruit, need I say any more? We're not promised tomorrow. So if we know this is a health destroying habit and we continue doing it, and what if we die that night in our sleep? or that night when we've snacked and gone to bed and we knew it was wrong and we didn't ask for forgiveness or have a chance to and you die, then that's not good. So we have to be victorious right now. Yes, indeed. And you know that the Lord will be with you and help you to overcome in all things. Right. Listen to the podcast about overcoming. We can do it through Christ. And remember, once you learn this stuff, then share it with somebody else. And if you have these problems and you overcome it, through Christ's help, what a testimony you have to then share with others and tell them how you overcame through Christ. And then they can do the same. And remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Thank you for being on the podcast with me and sharing all your information. You're welcome. And until next for having me. You're welcome. And until next time you come back, And with all that being said, let your light shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.